Hello and welcome to Retrospection, where we take an old show or film and see if it's still good enough to be out there teaching the younger TV shows how you're supposed to weave a narrative, or is it time that's given a nice desk job and left to retire? Because in this episode, we're looking at the William Shatner-driven cop show TJ Hooker that ran from 1982 to 1986. Hello to all our listeners, my name's Colin, but as far as you're concerned, my first name is Sergeant. And I'm Paul, and it's better to bleed here than on the street. <laughs> That's a good lesson to everybody, regardless of your job. Absolutely. Yeah. In the show, IMDB says we join the weekly adventures of tough-as-nails veteran police officer Sergeant TJ Hooker, who rides the beat with his rookie partner, Vince Romano. Rides the beat? That's what it says. He rides the he rides the synth wave. <laughs> All right, Daddy-o. All right. Yeah. For our podcast, we're taking a look at the pilot episode entitled The Protectors. Now, wasn't The Protectors supposed to be the title of the show? Yes, because it's supposed to be a reworking of an earlier cop show called The Rookies. Yeah, and was it, Shatner wasn't supposed to be that... Well, Hooker wasn't supposed to be that big a, a character in it. He was more of a mentor, wasn't he, at first? Yeah, and they changed it to build his part up and revolve the show around him. And I kind of get the feeling with the pilot episode, a lot of it is left over from the original idea. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff without Shatner, isn't there? Yeah, and about characters that we're never going to see again. Yeah, we never do, do we? No, like <laughs> Jess, who, who's in it. Like, he has a big backstory in this pilot episode. We never mm. see him in any other episode. Do we see McNeil at all? Now, i got a feeling he sounds familiar, but it could be because the actor's familiar. He does a lot yeah. of TV stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But- to be honest, though, you, you, you couldn't imagine casting William Shatner in anything and then expecting him to just take a back seat, can you? No, he is larger than life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so the show stars, as Paul has said, William Shatner as TJ Hooker, Adrian Zamed as Officer Vince Romano, Richard Lawson as Officer David McNeil, Joel McDonnell as Officer Kelly Sanders, and Richard Hurd as Captain Dennis Sheridan. But not really. <laughs> He's only in one scene in the pilot, isn't he? Yes, in the background. <laughs> he doesn't get a line. He's just standing there watching William Shatner. Yeah, the camera <laughs> just goes past him. And that's it. And let's get one thing out of the way first. No, Heather Locklear. She doesn't appear in the show as Officer Stacey Sheridan until the second season. So for me, this pilot is a miss. Let's move on. Thank you for listening. <laughs> right, close it up. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Finish. What's the point? So what's the name of the character in the first... Because we should say this, well, the first season is very short, isn't it? Yeah, because it was a mid-season replacement for ABC. So there's like about six episodes, I think, or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Six or so seven. what's the name of the female character who works the desk? Um, There is no desk person in the pilot. There is one in later episodes in the first yeah, season. Yeah, I can't remember there? what her name yeah. is. But she's a very Sheridan-like... She's not playing Sheridan, though, is no, she? No, but it's a similar character. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And also, uh, while this was on ABC, the final season was actually CBS. Yes, because ABC cancelled it, didn't they? They did. Uh, it's set in the fictional location of Lake City Police Department, but, you know, it's pretty much Los Angeles, really. That's, uh, you know, I never knew that that's what the LC stood for in the LCPD. Hey, didn't, did you? I've been all these years. I didn't know that. So that's that's. Thank you for that, Colin. What do you think it was? Liquid Crystal Meth Police Department? <laughs> I I didn't think that they'd actually thought it through that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, William Shatner is the only actor to appear in every episode. Oh, yes, of course he is. Guess who comes second? Uh, Adrian Smith? No, Heather Locklear. Really? Because she wasn't in the first season, but she's in every other episode. Adrian Smed isn't in the last season, which means he misses 20-odd episodes, and she only misses seven. Ah, yeah, because he, he, he bailed by that point, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he bailed when it switched. Was yeah. he bailed? Did he bail, or was he pushed out? I think he think? wanted to do his dancing career. Didn't he get some kind of... Um... Like stares in her eyes, dancing yeah, that program. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that kind of reality so. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that worked well for him. Maybe he got more out of it. Who knows? He's in Greece too. He did that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Um, just little things like all the cars um, were actually out of date police cars. The, the, the models that they used were 70s models. They didn't actually use those anymore by this point. Oh, okay. That's why they, they scream black smoke out of a lot of them when they, uh, when they, they hit the gas away. a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that nearly all of William Shatner's love interests were all played by actresses between 19 and 25 years younger than him? <laughs> do, you think, do you think that was in his uh, contract? I, 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 don't, I don't think you could have a rider that says that. Well, then again, <laughs> as you are fond to say, it was the 80s. It was the 80s, and I'm pretty sure I'll say that a few more times during this episode. Oh, I think you may. Yeah. Going back to Adrian Smed, I, I remember reading a, a, a thing with him a while ago where he said something about Another another reason that he wanted to leave was the fact that he got really tired of doing nothing. Because, it, it, and you can kind of see where it's going even in this episode, because not so much with Adrian Smed, but with the other actors playing the other rookies that 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 are in the car with Hooker at the time, they have a tendency to they they get to a scene and Hooker will say, "You take the back," and then Adrian Smed would run around the back and he wouldn't do anything. It would be T.J. Hooker that took down the bad guy. Right. Right. And this happened more and more and more as the seasons went on. And, and in the end, he just gave up, I think. I could see that. But even if the two of them in a car, basically, you're just there to feed him lines, to feed the hooker lines. Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, there's only so many um, dodgy scams selling penguins that you can that, that you can fit in, really, isn't there? Yeah, they don't have one of those in this episode. That must have been something they thought of later. So we don't have a trailer for this episode so let's just throw ourselves over the hood of the car and get on with it roll over it you mean uh, a flop over it <laughs> yeah what's that movie where shatner kind of played himself where he was like um, oh it's an advisor with robert de niro right yeah yeah uh, i can't remember what it's called and robert de niro refers to him as tj all the time doesn't he yeah he does yeah and he doesn't know a thing where he teaches him how to roll over a car and he just bounces off it with yeah a and disappears belly. And yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay, TJ? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we open with the sound of people chanting and a motorcycle cop with a group of people running while chanting down the street. One of them is carrying a flag. You see the dog chasing them? I did, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on with that? I don't know. Maybe he's their uh, mascot. To be honest with you, these recruits that are running, they, they, they don't stop running for five seasons, do they? No, they're still going. Right now, mm -hmm. to this day, mm -hmm. as they pass by, a slightly slowed down version of the TJ Hooker theme tune starts to play and the group run into the LCPD Training Academy. It's a nice version of the tune. It's still a top five tune, though, isn't it? Top five theme tune, really. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
It ends as we see William Shatner stroll towards us manfully, purposefully. He faces oh. the recruits. Oh, he's been working on this again. This will be good. Come on. <laughs> TJ Hooker is the name, but you now have to lose sleep over wondering what the TJ stands for. As far as you're concerned, my first name is Sergeant. I'm quickly beginning to think that TJ stands for Total Jerk. <laughs> we well, got to say, though, Shatner's looking trim, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you notice how when he walks up to the recruits, he goes up to the first guy who's massive, looks at him and moves to the next guy, doesn't say anything to the first guy. <laughs> it's like, well, no, he's oh, massive. Yeah. <laughs> so TJ continues with exposition as he addresses the recruits. I don't know what your individual reasons are for joining the police commission's new recruitment program, but I have one reason for being here. Yeah, there's no way anybody else would give this guy a job. <laughs> He's a bit of a sociopath. Oh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. There's a war going out on the streets. People are scared and they have a right to be. The body count is high. Homicide, assault, forcible rape compared to unforcible rape? <laughs> Which he says as he walks past a female recruit, by the way. Well, he's got to get that reaction, hasn't he? Well, she's better than that because she gives him nothing. This is, you've got to say, this is like um, watching Shatner read his own tweets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't do Twitter, but from what I've heard, yeah. When he said homicide assault, I, <laughs> I thought he said homicide salt. Oh, like murderous condiments? Yeah, they've got that condiment war going on at the moment. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of pepper spray used. <laughs> oh, no, we're not going there, are we? <laughs> Burglary and robbery all up. Street savvy hoods have no fear of the carts, not of prison. When a bus does stick, we house them, give them colour TV and their wives on weekends. If that makes sense to you, then you and I are about to have a problem because I'm your instructor. And I love to weed out her heads and marshmallows. Marsh what? Marshmallows. Marshmallows? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but he hasn't finished this rousing, inspiring speech. <laughs> I've got a job to do to test your mental and physical fibre. I'm going to work your tails off to save your lives and maybe the lives of some of your fellow officers. Just some of them, not all of them, mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know which ones he's not going to save. Yeah. This is no picnic, no summer camp, target range, classroom, self-defense will cover everything you had in pre-training and more. But the real world is on the street. And that's what this new program is all about. On the job training. You got the dedication, you got the guts. And he's violently pointing at them with each word at this point. <laughs> you know that Shatner's own views aren't a million miles away from this, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, hold on. You'll make it if you don't. I don't want you. And he says, attention, hit the barracks, stole your gear and hit the track running at 0900. You got it? And the crews say, yes, sir. But TJ says, I don't hear you. And they shout louder. I guess TJ likes a bit of panto. <laughs> He's behind you. <laughs> so at this point, I'd be asking, when's the next bus leaving? Yeah, well, I mean, he's... he's, he's... <sighs> He's got to inspire them somehow, hasn't he? Oh, well, couldn't you come up with something positive? <laughs> what, you're all going to die? Yeah, you're going to die. Life shit. So 
we should mention that this idea of there being a war on the streets and that everybody except certain cops are soft on crime and the cops mm-hmm. are wrong, it's a very 80s opinion. It is, it is. And it's, it. only, it's only reflecting that, isn't it, really? Yeah, and we see it a lot in American cop shows from this time, like negativity to social workers, journalists, public defenders. It kind of makes me wonder if this kind of programming, hammering this message into people of our age is why some people are nuts now. <laughs> well, you had it in the movies as well, didn't you? I mean, Dirty Harry's are not a million miles away from all this, yeah, is he? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you notice as well that Romano looked like he just walked out of Wall Street? Oh, because of what he was wearing and stuff? He's wearing a full-on three-piece suit. Yes. But don't they say later in the episode that he grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and they didn't have any money? And Where's he got this suit from? Maybe all his family clubbed together and that's his only suit. His only suit, His yes. only suit, yes. But he's, so, I don't know, though. He's got, he's got some nice threads on later in this episode. That's true. And I will, I will talk true. about them when it, when it comes up. Yeah, that's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't talked about the costumes for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so Hooker dismisses the recruits. Later in the barracks, they're getting changed, and they're commenting on Hooker's speech and how he was breathing fire. And we're finally introduced to Romano, and the other recruits start making fun of his underwear. You see, yeah. You see what I see? Says so one of them looking at Romano's crotch. It's <laughs> <laughs> very camp, this, isn't it? Yeah. Another <laughs> one replies, you talking about the monogram on Romano's shorts? Well, that's so he knows who he is when he wakes up in the middle of the night. I think I'd look good in some of Romano's pants. Well, I don't mean his pants. I mean, I... Why, are he still wearing them? Well, no, he'd have to take them off first. Oh, no, yeah, hang on. I bet he uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he all oiled up as well? Maybe that's how he slips into his suits. Is that it? Yeah. Those pants are so tight that you can't yeah, get them on unless he boils up. up. Yep. Yeah. Now, Romano, okay. Romano right. deflects this by picking on somebody else. Well, that's the classic way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If someone picks on you, you deflect it by picking on somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a voice of experience, pal. One of the yeah, recruits... I went, I went to school in the 80s. I know how it works. Yeah. One of the recruits points out that they're going to be late and shouts for them to get a move on. The recruit next to Romano says, why do I feel like I'm about to head into sudden death overtime? This guy has a picture on the inside of his locker that looks like it's pulled out of a magazine. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's a, a portfolio shot. Yeah. Romano yeah. replies, I'd feel likewise if I was going to be locked away from something like your wife. That's always a good move, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Something like what, replies the guy. So it's the word wife he has a problem with, not the word something. <laughs> I thought it was more that he just had a problem with the fact that Romano said that he basically wanted to have sex with his wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that could be a problem too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Romano replies, no offense, I just see the picture in your locker and she's a very beautiful lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he looks in that locker later and that picture's gone. Yeah. Just make sure you don't leave it in the toilet when you're no. done, all right? <laughs> and she so, he replies. And then we get some twinkly music as the camera zooms into the picture. Mm. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, all this backstory, it's not about Romano. It's about this other guy that we're never going to see again. That is true, because Romano only gets <clears throat> one scene where he talks about his, his past in this later, doesn't he? Yeah. Which was obviously written for what this was going to be now. Yes. And, and oh, Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it that way before, but yeah, you're right. 
Because now we get an entire scene that's got nothing to do with Hooker or anything to do with Romano. Yeah, it's got it's got nothing to do with anything, nope. really, has it? Nope. So we cut to the lady in the picture walking through a restaurant. She sits down mm-hmm. across from a guy and says hello. He doesn't return the greeting. He's grumpy. It's David Hedison, who has been yeah. in pretty much every 80s American show, right? He's also my favorite Felix Leiter. Playing him twice. What films? Okay, here we go. Um... Live and Let Die. 1973. Yes. And License to Kill. 1989. Excellent work. See? I know my Bond. In this, he's playing a character called Eric Saxon. This is weird, isn't it? Why would you cast David Hedison for a role that's basically got two scenes and then you're never going to see him again? Nope, and it serves no purpose. He's not a... Because you start and you're going, okay, villain. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was going to be the villain. Yep, but nope, doesn't go anywhere. Very strange. He says, I left a jury panting for the prosecution's closing argument, Lacey. I'm pretty sure the only thing a jury is ever panting for is to just get it all over with so they can go back and get on with their lives. Pretty much. Nobody wants to be called up for jury duty, do they? No. And I had to dump network cameras waiting for me outside the courtroom to get here, and you leave me to cool my heels. What is it with you? I'll give you a couple of days off to get your act together. Lacey responds by telling Saxon things he already knows. When Jess was working the pipeline, <laughs> apparently not a euphemism. Yeah, but it's going to be one now because I'm going to use it. Okay, I'm working the pipeline. Yep. Yeah, Give well, me 10 minutes, I'm working the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a job and you gave me one. <laughs> I was lonely and you were interesting to be with, but it just got out of hand, Eric. I didn't know this was Carry On TJ Hooker. Is that what we're doing? Oh, it is, yeah. Carry On Hooker. Carry on. Oh, that'd be something completely different, wouldn't it? <laughs> what? Maybe that's something you said a time or two, isn't it, Colin? Hey, eh? hey. <laughs> Why did I get to be the guy? Because I said it first. Eric's not having any of this. He tells her she's got a lot of growing up to do, and that both you and your ex-jock husband have been on a downhill run since he legged it for the winning score for the Rose Bowl, and you shook your pom poms on national TV. This guy. <laughs> Who talks like this? Hooker. TJ Hooker talks like this. That's what's weird. (laughs) He's got TJ Hooker's lines. You know, you could be right. Yeah. You could be right there. Look, if Jess hadn't busted his knee, she starts to say, but Eric cuts her off. Pro ball, right? A crutch. The past. Same if I whined about losing the election day and ended up deputy DA instead of head oncho. I'm pretty sure he does whine about that every day. He probably does the same speech every day, doesn't he? In front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> while eating breakfast. Lacey <laughs> says nobody's whining and that Eric will run again and win, but Jess can't. Eric continues to lay into Jess. Jess, who works in insurance, construction, pedaled cars. Now, at first, I thought he said pedal cars. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's not much money in pedal cars. And then I imagined a showroom. Just with children's pedal cars and parents bringing the kids to look at them. And then a salesman, Jess, being like, yeah, this one was made just for you. One careful owner, sweet little girl. Never pedaled it over one mile an hour. And then the kid's like, oh, I'm not sure. And the Jess is like, well, just take her for a test drive. Pedal her around the block. See how she feels. And the parents are encouraging the son. And in the background, there's a mechanic in one of those pits with a pedal car over the top. And he's working on it. And then the kid gets in. Feels the steering wheel, and Jesse's like, oh, yeah, that really suits you. I can see you pedaling down the driveway, wind through your hair. And today, just today, there's a special offer. Free lollipop with every purchase. 
You can't say fairer than that. But he didn't say pedal cars. So no, no, no. I, think, I think you've just uh, pitched the uh, long belated sequel to uh, Bugsy Malone, haven't you? <laughs> just called Pedaled Cars about <laughs> Pedal salesmen. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This actress that plays Lacey, I just guess she's terrible, isn't she? She is, but she hasn't got much. Uh, most of her lines are exposition, so she can't. She hasn't really got much to work with. Well, I remember this actress in. She was also in Dallas as well, and she was terrible in that. She oh, was all, okay. She was all heavy sighing and wide eyes. Oh, just the way you like them. <laughs> Eric continues. Jess is always chasing the rainbow, mostly living off what you bring home. Now she defends Jess by saying he's had some problems to work out. Now says Eric, he's going to be a cop, and then Eric adds this. Odd line. And because he's finally off the road, you think your sweet scented sheets are going to be burning up. I think he's he's implying that she's gonna get be getting a a, a good uh, <clears throat> you know. Oh, I thought he was just a pyromaniac. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it, I think it's a sex thing. It's still a weird line, right? It is a weird line, but then he, he, he doesn't he start talking about how she's going to be uh, taking loads of drugs soon or something? Oh, yeah. Well, I have this. Oh, oh. Is that coming, is it? All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey says that Jess is going to be living at the barracks for a while, but that will change. Eric replies, what will change is your tab at the drugstore after you spend a few weeks watching the sun come up and wondering where he is and whether an acid freak got a midnight itch and blew him away. Oh, you'll zonk yourself out just to get through the night. And when that happens, when you start navigating through the day like a zombie, don't expect me to carry you. What? <laughs> He's very angry. Uh, I mean, I have to give Hedison credit for getting through this speech without laughing. In one one cut as well. One it, take. It's terrible. It's terrible dialogue, isn't it? There's no two ways about it. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a scene that doesn't need to be in the episode at all anyway. No. Lacey says she needs a job. Eric says there's a new girl in the steno pool. Takes dynamite dictation. Dynamite? Dictation. Ti- dictation. What did dictation. I say? Dictation. No, I'm just saying. She oh. takes dynamite dictation. All right. We know what he's talking about, don't we? Yeah, we do. Types like she's possessed. What? The head spins around? She vomits green poop? <laughs> but, you know, a dictation is explosive. Like her vomit. <laughs> and then Eric continues about this other woman. Just graduated from City College. And I'm told she knows what team spirit means. Yeah. Uh, there's something icky about that. <laughs> we all know what he means, don't we? Unfortunately, yes, we do. And then he stands up and then for no reason says, she was a cheerleader and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> now, I assume he made that comment because Lacey was a cheerleader. I, I, I assumed he made that comment because she wasn't. No, because he said earlier in that speech that you got your pom-poms out on national TV. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Yeah. He, he, she did what? Yeah, you heard. Don't try and make oh. comedy out of it. It's beneath you. Which, <laughs> I don't, I don't which, try and make comedy. <laughs> which surprisingly low. <laughs> there is actually oh, a beneath you. I can get lower. Don't you worry about that. Okay. But Edison's lines and entire delivery through the scene, which seems overlong for the information it had to deliver, it feels mm. like something from one of the airplane films. 
it does actually yes it does yeah it, it's all it's all very very um not over the top but it, in fact it's almost the opposite of that isn't it it's like it's very clipped and um yeah and i just it's just way too much and nobody talks like this yeah and again it's for characters we're never gonna see again well we do see him once more don't don't we no, i mean in like episode? in the show yeah, 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 true. Do yeah. not mean and, Even in this episode, when we see him again, he doesn't even have a line, does he? Later? No, he's just in the car, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy gig for David Hedison, though, really, wasn't That's it? That's true, yeah. Days filming. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we cut back to the academy and the recruits are on the obstacle course. Hooker is enthusiastically training them. Romano does well, but Hooker has to correct a lot of what country, which is the nickname of a southern recruit, does. Mm. Hooker shouts at them as they run around the track. Better to bleed here than on the streets. Exactly. Mm. We cut to a close-up of a gun being examined and loaded. A baby cries. And a man called Wit tells a woman holding the baby to shut the kid up. She wants to know what he's doing. She says, if you get caught with that gun on parole, but he tells her to shut up. Is, <laughs> Go on. is this his kid? I'm unsure of the relationship here. I mean, she's half his age for a start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he looks like could he even father a child? I mean, he's yeah, he's he's advanced in his years. I don't know he's what's a, going he's on. He's got here. a fine mustache, though. You got to say his his mustache is fine. Not really sure what she sees in him. I'm to say, <laughs> I was, I was, she sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> you got a tongue twisted again. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's he, the age is slightly uh, off. I yeah. think. Yeah. She says he promised her that he would go out and look for work, but he doesn't want to be pumping gas for plantation wages. She says nothing wrong with that if you weren't afraid to get your hands dirty. And he angrily gets up and says, don't you smart mouth me. I don't like smart mouths. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> he's a, he's a one-note bad guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Even the, 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 his partner in a minute who we see, He's got slightly more personality than this guy does. That's true. The door opens and that partner called Travis steps in. Gee, looks like the honeymoon is over. So did they just get married? Is the kid somebody else? I don't know. What's going on there? He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who'd take on someone else's kid. Not really. No. no. She doesn't want Wit to go with Travis. He's going to end up back in Attica with numbers across his chest. Mm-hmm. But he's tired of somebody putting a foot on his neck. And he's going to go out with Travis and make a move. He's going to make a move. That's what he says. I don't know why that is. Just what he says. We're going to make a move. So they leave. Back at the academy. Hooker is still yelling at the recruits. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to say Shatner's enjoying himself here, isn't he? Well, he hasn't got much to do so far. Just yell at people. We should say he's in his sweats as well, isn't he? He is. Through all this. Romano leers at a woman's behind as she's doing jumping jacks. It was the eighties. Romano's the name, love. It doesn't. It sounds. It sounds much better in his accent than it does in ours. Romano's the name, love. <laughs> <laughs> hey up. Hey, up. <laughs> the woman stops, and he continues. You can call me Vince. How about I call you a cab? She replies. Oh, I love a woman with a sense of humour. Buzz off, Romano. She says and walks away. And the guy with Romano makes fun of him. Oh, she's crazy about you. Yeah, I know, says Romano. He's either delusional at this point or has pretty poor social awareness skills. Well, as we find out, I mean, he spent most of his formative years in Vietnam. 
He must have been there, what, from the age of six to uh, the age of... Uh... <laughs> I I looked it up the ages. He could have just, like, been 19 when he was in Nam. Right, okay. All right. But it's a stretch. It is a stretch. Yeah. yeah. Hooker approaches him. This isn't a high school social sandbaggers. <clears throat> I don't know. What? What? Uh, that's what he says. <laughs> Five more laps. No pain, no gain. No, I have a theory about why... Because we, we've encountered strange dialogue in in cop shows from the 80s, from the 70s and the 80s before. Do you remember Chips? Yes, yes. I think th- that they do this because they can't talk like real people talk because it's television. So he couldn't say, this isn't a high school social shitheads. Yeah. So they have to try and do it in a way where it kind of carries over what, what, what you you know he really means, but without... Falling foul of senses. So it's like melon farmer. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. And that's why sometimes the language is a bit is a bit um, ripe and, okay. and, and, and fluidy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. All right. Florid. Florid is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. Not fluidy. Yeah, but I think that's why they do it. Fluidy, which is a state uh, where Miami is in, right? Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whole different place. So now the recruits are on the firing range and Hooker is giving them instructions. Speed counts more than accuracy. Draw quickly, crouch, squeeze. And this is where he passes Captain Sheridan, who just stirs blankly. <laughs> now we get to see that shot loads of times, don't we? It's in the credits. Yes. A lot. Yeah, but this oh, yeah. is his entire role in this pilot episode. I mean, they obviously knew that it was going to be a series when they filmed this pilot. It wasn't done as a, as a, as a pilot to sell the show, I don't think, was it? I don't think so. But I don't know. Otherwise, I mean, why would you cast people? I mean, he, he he's quite a known actor. Right. Why would you cast him Cast him just to be in one scene with no dialogue? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Hooker tells him that most perpetrators are right-handed and untrained. Take a half step to the left when you draw. One recruit asks him, what if the person is left-handed shooter and trained? Then take a half step to the right, or you'll be receiving a cop's funeral with full honours. Mm-hmm. Cheery. Well, he's, he's, you know, he's filling them with confidence at this point, isn't he? Yeah, all right. I'm being, so, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay, it's, sorry. This is the kind of pep talk you give. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. On a good day, on one of your good days. Yeah, when I'm feeling, <laughs> when I'm feeling chipper. <laughs> we cut tonight, and Witt and Travis are driving along. Travis is talking some nonsense about how they don't get any respect and that they need cash, and then they'll get respect. Wit tells them to pull over. They see a couple coming out of a fancy restaurant. Wit wants to take them. They pull their guns on him and ask for the cash and jewels. The guy hands over his wallet. Wit isn't happy with the $17 he has. I'm sorry, I don't have any more. You're sorry, all right, says Wit, and shoots them both. They get back into their car and drive away. They're like characters from GTA, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're a bit... I mean, why would they shoot them? It makes no sense. No, I mean, they're actually like characters that I... When I'm playing GTA, this is how I play GTA. <laughs> oh, it is? You just shoot civilians just go take around the money. causing stuff causes yeah causing damage yeah isn't that what everyone does when they play gta no i'm always on the side of good oh yeah of course i forgot i forgot <laughs> i can't see your wings at the minute colin skype's not working very well oh okay <laughs> academy classroom hooker who is he the only instructor seems to be okay this is the only class so they don't need more than one do they 
All right, yeah, there's only, what, 12 people becoming police officers? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right, yeah. Times were tough in the 80s. The budget wasn't there, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's setting up a scenario for them. Of course, the scenario involves Hooker being negative about a judge, saying that a judge ruled that the suspect's rights had been unconstitutionally violated, the guy was released and then did a grocery store robbery, blowing two people away. What is he teaching them here, that judges are the enemy of the people? I think so. He doesn't believe in rights, clearly. No, it doesn't appear that he focuses on what police officers did wrong but and caused the suspect to be released. As a teacher, mm. he kind of stinks. We've had teachers like this, haven't we? That is true. Yeah, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Back on the firing range and the obstacle course, we see them firing shotguns. Now we cut to a bar. The recruits are hanging out with Hooker. Beg your pardon? <laughs> you know... I was quite surprised that it took you this long to do that. <laughs> I was holding on, you know, oh, yeah? for okay. the right moment. You know, yeah, that you know. wasn't it. Do, do, uh, this is where I'll mention Romano's uh, lovely uh, attire that he's got on. He's wearing a tire? He's wearing a tire. No, the tires were a minute ago when they were... Ju- that Actually, going back, that scene where they were jumping in out of the tires, w- weren't you hoping that Shatner was going to show them how to do it? Oh, no, no. There's only so much rubber one can take. <laughs> Well, no, Romano's wearing a lovely um, combination of a, of a brown leather jacket with a white turtleneck. Nice. I like it. I like it, yeah. I'm going to go for that look, I think. The whole thing, not just the white turtleneck? <laughs> oh, well, we can't do it without the jacket, can you? Okay, it's the jacket that sets it off, right? It is, obviously, you know, yeah, yeah. makes it stand out, yeah. yeah. So while they're hanging out the bar, they start complaining about the search and seizure laws. Hooker, mm-hmm. while belching... Starts talking about how he was given a class on search and seizure, and that there was this recruit, bright kid. His first week was his last. And we see a woman with one of the recruits squeeze the arm of the guy she's with. So some of the recruits brought their wives to this drink, and at no point does Hooker think that it might not be a good story to tell with them there. <laughs> well, maybe he's just thinking, you know, I, I've had to get divorced from being a cop. Why should they have it uh, easy? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So he continues, the kid was in pursuit of a rape suspect and he, he wonders how much of the kid's mind was concentrating on the legalities and how and what he could do to stop the suspect and whether he could draw his weapon and what alone on five o'clock in the morning he could legally do and hooker wonders what legalities were going through the suspect's mind when he pumped six slugs into a police officer and then he turns to Romero and says you catholic <laughs> and then he starts to say how he'd like to hear mass in latin again See doctors make house calls, repair men who know how to fix things, baseball players who know how to hustle, boxers who get carried out of the ring instead of quitting because of stomach cramps. Okay, so now he's just an old guy yelling at the sky, right? I'm guessing that he's supposed to be slightly drunk. Yeah, he is drunk, but he's also mm-hmm. just, it's just, again, it reminds me of something from Naked Gun or Airplane. You could just imagine Leslie Nielsen delivering this. You could say that though about a lot of seventies and eighties cop shows, couldn't you? I mean, this isn't this isn't just you know typical of T. It's not it's not just a T.J. Hooker thing. It's typical of all those kind of shows from back then, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's because they let him carry the whole speech. It because it's it, William Shatner. It basically. makes it makes it weirder. It does, it does. But he, he's got some good lines. There's one in a minute that he says, which I actually believe in. And he says, what about the death penalty for scum that take a human life and snuff it out like it's so much garbage? Not that one. Okay. 
<laughs> Pardon my face. <laughs> Keep going. So, so everybody is quiet at this point because they realize their instructor is a right-wing psychopath who thinks Judge Dredd is a little soft on crime. <laughs> I've seen the past, gentlemen, and it works. That's the line. That should be our tagline for retrospection. That'd be a uh, great line. I don't know, because I'm pretty sure the black and Hispanic recruits next to him will probably disagree about the past being better. <laughs> and what mystical bullshit is this, Narnia? <laughs> Again, it does seem like it's William Shatner just reading his tweets. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, like, in, in shows where the actor is in it for a long time. The character often becomes more like the actor, but you think here the actor became more like TJ Hooker. Unless, unless they just let him... Yeah, unless it was just input. him. Yeah, yeah, have him put into the script. I mean, I mean, Shatter's quite a big star at this point, isn't he? Um, Was he? Or was this after his limbo period? No, because I think if we're, we're talking 82, in... aren't we? Right, but he, oh, I guess so. It's after so Star motion Trek, picture, motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think even Khan was, was coming soon, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, so his living in his car period was before Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cut to a liquor store. Travis is leaving and gets in the car with Wit. Wit's reading a newspaper. Terror on the west side is the headline, and it's referring to the shooting that they did. And they decide to go take somebody off. What? All right, that's what he says. Take somebody off. That's his exact line, Paul. Okay, all right. Back at the bar, one of the recruits' wives, Susan, says that Hooker scares her a little. He reminds her of the cops that were breaking heads in the 60s. Are we going to get into your Berkeley politics again, says her husband, David, Officer McNeil, putting Susan down. Susan says she doesn't think Hooker's way is necessarily the right way, and she's worried he's buying the whole package. David replies, what I'm buying is his dedication, and I'll take anything else that makes sense. So the show has added um, the educated to its list of enemies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're all right then, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine, yeah. I mean, obviously our listeners, not at all, because they're all incredibly intelligent. Right, our listeners. they're screwed. <clears throat> Absolutely. Over at the pool table, Romano is of a couple of the other recruits. One of them doesn't know why he's having so much trouble with the obstacle course and the shooting range. Romano says he saw sharpshooters in Nam that still froze sometimes. So this is where we learn that he was in Nam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He sees the uh, female recruit that he unsuccessfully hitting on earlier and decides to go after her. Ugh. So, how's it going? I mean, I figure it must be going super good because from where I'm standing, you're looking fine tonight. And I thought maybe you'd like to glide over to the dance floor and show off those new jeans. Well, it's nice of you to say so, Colin, but, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I think I think the distance between... I mean, you're in New York and I'm in uh, Reading, so it could be difficult. Plus the fact I'm not actually wearing jeans at the moment. And I've but, never seen you glide. This is true. This is true. I could glide. Oh, I think I could. could. I oh, yeah. Think, no, I yeah. don't think you'd. I think you could I, roll. That's a form of gliding. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, if you... If you do it in a certain way, I could do that. But you know, I, I'm I'm incredibly flattered. But um, but you're you're talking about Romano, aren't you? Yeah, I am. No, I'm talking oh, about Romano, right. who isn't able to take no for an answer, and is verging on sex pest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, he's pretty much a sex pest through the whole series, isn't he? Yeah, he has a different woman every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says he'll back up a step again, and she agrees to have one boogie with him. Oh. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another recruit is talking to his wife or girlfriend, whatever, about how he could be heading out for the first time with a gun. Meanwhile, Romano is having a stroke on the... Oh, no, no, he, he's dancing. He's dancing, yes. Oh, boy, is he dancing. Oh, he's going for it. thing is, he asked her to dance with him, and then he's, he's like that kind of person that goes on a dance floor... He's supposed to be dancing with someone and then just ends up dancing by himself. Again, Paul, what film have we seen that in? Film? Yeah, Naked Gun films, isn't it? Where they're dancing and he takes over the dance floor. I'm beginning to think they just watched this. (laughs) They might well have been. I can imagine that there's lots of... uh, There is a lot of TJ Hooker in in Naked Gun, isn't there? Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, he's pretty much dancing on his own. It it also reminded me a little bit of... um, Tubbs dancing in the pilot of uh, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, but he is on his own. Yeah, he is on his own, but it's very similar moves. They did a little spin. and the oh, little, although, although although Romano seems to do some kind of Russian uh, high kick, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is you alone in your apartment, isn't it, listening to music? I can picture you doing this. Yeah, it is. Oh, he, he leaned into that one, didn't he? <laughs> All right. Jess is on the phone with Lacey and tells her he's got an extension on a loan. But Lacey says that the people who got the loan from are being indicted. But where else could he get a loan from with his credit? He says he called her earlier, but there was no answer. She says, oh, she had to work late. Jess says he called there too. She says, oh, I guess, you know, I was on my way to court. She says, maybe I I could come over now to the bar. And Jess says, no, there's no need. He tells her he loves her and he misses her. And they hang up. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. So Hooker drives home, even though I'll point out that he's clearly drunk at this point. He is, because he, I mean, he, he acts drunk once he gets into the house, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, so he's driving drunk. Mm-hmm. As he pulls into the driveway, a girl comes running out yelling, Daddy. She says that Drip, Harvey is here, and he's bad-mouthing you again. Hooker carries her in. Harvey? Is yeah. a snitch? Yeah, well, Harvey's a dick. <laughs> Harvey complains about how late TJ is. So the situation is that Hooker and his wife Fred are divorced and Harvey is a new guy and that Hooker is going to babysit their two kids while they go out for dinner, right? He's got two Two, kids. Two two kids? Yeah, he's got a son and a daughter. I'm pretty sure the son disappears later in the series, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Wow. Never see the son again. I know he's got a a daughter. You see the daughter quite a few times, but the son just disappears. Oh, okay. Still... If he knew that he was supposed to be babysitting his two kids that he loves uh-huh. and adores, it's kind of odd that he went for drinks first, isn't it? He's an 80s kind of guy. You okay. Know. But Fran points this out too. TJ calls it business. What, what was business <laughs> about it? He drank some beers with his recruits, moaned about the world, and then drove home drunk. <laughs> what was? Uh, he's probably done this more than once, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And he is divorced. It's true. And so he's busy complaining about the new wallpaper she's had put up. Mm -hmm. Fran says, you don't live here anymore. And he says, he thinks about it a lot, usually on the first of every month when the mortgage is due. Meanwhile, he's searching the cupboards for bourbon. (laughs) Does he just keep random bottles of bourbon around the the house? Apparently, or at least one, which he can't find. Mm. Fran points out that he's late with the alimony check again. Hooker says he has a cash flow problem. Fran asks if it's because of the street shooting inquiry. And he says his checks have slowed to a crawl and suspects it's the DA. Yeah, we should say he's going through something at the moment, isn't he? He's going through a... A lot. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> but story-wise, he's going through a a bad, uh, what could be a bad shooting incident, isn't he? Yeah. So now we know where his hatred of judges comes from. It's his divorce mm-hmm. and being investigated for a street shooting. And isn't the thinking about it, isn't the 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 head judge who's or the 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 attorney who's investigating him or whatever he's supposed to be? It's David Hedison, isn't it? Hedison is, but he's not the DA. He's the deputy DA. Remember, right. he, he didn't get it elected. But yes, he is the one we see later on the TV. So yeah, there is That's a connection right, yeah. there. Okay. Okay. So. Hooker is still searching the cupboards for his bourbon. Mm-hmm. Even though, I remind you again, he's supposed to be babysitting. He does something far worse in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Fran says, you could have retired on benefits because of the bullet that skewered him. Apparently, TJ Hooker lost half of his stomach. <laughs> Which part? I don't know. Not what we can see. Because <laughs> he's got it back. He's not looking as trim as he did in the first uh, few scenes, is he? When no. he had his blues on. No, no, maybe that's... Well, maybe that's what happens. She says his back hurts when it rains because of the lead that's still there. Maybe also he fluctuates in weight when it rains. That's my excuse. Yeah, mine too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fran continues, Nobody but you wanted to go back to full duty. I bet that includes the rest of the police department too, right? <laughs> they didn't want him back. No, like, oh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, he keeps turning up. What are you trying to prove, she says. Hervey steps in and asks Fran to hurry up. She says she'll meet him in the car. She tells Hooker there's bourbon in the bag and cold chicken in the fridge. She still curs. She does. She does. Yeah. And he's like, the bourbon's warm. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I really don't think he curs. No, he doesn't. To be honest. He says yeah. he'll send the check when he can. You like mm-hmm. living on the edge, she retorts. I like doing my job, he says. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. You you drive drug, drink bourbon <laughs> <laughs> when you're supposed to be looking after your kid. Oh, wait, you meant the do, like doing your job bit. Oh, I yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm dedicated like yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, Wit and Travis are watching another couple leaving a restaurant, and they follow him, and that's it for that scene. We go back to Hooker, mm-hmm. who's watching his two children sleep. He heads back to the living room. We hear Eric Saxon being interviewed on TV. For some reason, Hooker has his revolver tucked into the front of his pants. <laughs> wow. So he must have had it tucked in there when he was stirring at his kids as well. Yes, yes. You know, he's, he's one bourbon away from going uh, completely postal on, on this family, don't you? I guess. Or, or what kind mm. of violent shithole does he live in that he has to be armed all the time? <laughs> he's on the edge. I, yeah. Yeah. You know one of those bullets is for him, don't you? You know, it all gets too much one day. It's got a special bang. one. It just says He's TJ on it. TJ. He would put his own. He would carve it in, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good parenting, though, isn't it? It's excellent parenting. You, you're drunk. You've got a loaded weapon in your pants mm-hmm. right down the front. He, he's the kind of dad that would, uh, when he puts them in the bath, he'd let them have a radio. And just balance it right on the edge of the bath. Yeah, it'd be all right, won't it? Yeah, I mean, and then and then turn the light off as he walks out. <laughs> we, we yeah, we get the idea that Fran left him because of his job, but you know he beats her, right? <laughs> are, 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 are you reading something into this? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Hooker laying a hand on a woman. I mean, that, that's what scum-sucking pigs do, isn't it? 
Oh, but only if it's justified. I'm sure he'd find a reason. Oh, quick, swift, swift backhand, you know. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. type. He is the type, yeah. Eric, oh, Hang on, are we talking about Hooker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about Hooker, yeah. We're not talking about... You, no. No, 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 I meant we're talking about Hooker, not the actor. Oh, no, we're talking about the character. Okay, yeah, all right. Because, yeah. I mean, in no way are we suggesting that William Shatner ever did anything to any of his wives. No, I wouldn't dream of that. No, 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 not at all. Never suggesting that at all. No, nope. character. No. no. So, on the TV, we see Eric Saxon, and he's investigating a murder called the Palermo Killing, which has no relevance to anything either. Also, the shooting that Hooker was involved in. Saxon says that Hooker will return to street duty eventually, but they don't want the DA's office to condone a quick trigger finger. The reporter concludes that Sergeant Hooker has been exonerated from guilt. Oh, has he? I don't know, has he? I don't know, so she ends it. Hooker turns oh. the TV off, takes a swig. So <laughs> Another one. <laughs> so, Hooker is a police officer who's been investigated for a controversial shooting. Mm-hmm. He's divorced, behind in his payments. He's a drunk, drives drunk, and while drunk, has a loaded revolver shoved in his pants while he's looking after his kids. This is the moral authority for the police recruits and the hero of our show. All right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What's your problem? <laughs> I think, and, I, and I don't understand also to say, like, he, what's the difference between what he's doing now and street duty? Because he ends up on the streets anyway. He, yeah, because he's, he's, he's with the recruits on the street, isn't he? Yeah. So, so mm. what is mm-hmm. it? Anyway, the phone rings. Hooker answers it. It's David, one of the recruits. He tells Hooker that the passes have been cancelled. Everything's busting loose. There's a gang war on the south side, a freeway sniper attack, and another double shooting outside of a restaurant. Okay, I take it back. That's why he carries his gun all the time. He lives in Beirut. <laughs> this is the town from uh, Grand Theft Auto, isn't it? Yeah, although actually that's only three different crimes for a big city. Yeah, I suppose he's, maybe they're just referring to their own little beat. Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. And as David is saying all this, the camera pans back and all the recruits are crowded around him listening. <laughs> why, why are they there? <laughs> they're still in the bar, aren't they? No, I think the back of the back of the academy. The yeah, the back of the oh, right. they're in a corridor in the academy on the phone, but they're all mm-hmm. just stood there. <laughs> were they were they going like you call him? No, you call him. Well, nobody wants to disturb him on the night where he's uh, looking after his kids with his loaded gun and his bourbon, are they? That's true, um, yeah. yeah. So Hooker starts asking questions about the restaurant shooting. M.O., witnesses, conditions of the victims, David answers. Hooker says, tell the captain we'll be ready at 7 a.m. no matter what. Get ready to wear the blue. So here's a question. Why is a recruit phoning Hooker? Shouldn't the captain be telling him what's going on? Ah, well, he hasn't got a, another scene in this, so... <laughs> so that's why. Oh, okay. He, he's already... They've already let him go for the day. He's not, he's uh, not around anymore. Anyway. Right. Now, David... You've got to say, meeting at 7am after all that bourbon? Ah, Good luck a, with that. I know, right? Mm. He's a trooper. Well, you see, this is the thing. I, I think if you fi- fi- picture that TJ Hooker is just drunk entirely throughout the day, all the time... <laughs> That kind of makes more sense when you watch the speeches and stuff. It works a lot better. Next time you watch it, just think he's completely drunk all the time. It would certainly make sense with all the crazy shit that he does. Yeah, leaping right. On, leaping onto helicopters and exactly. things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So David turns and faces his fellow officers. We're on, gentlemen. We roll. 
at 7am. Now, this came across like David had made all that shit up just so they could get on the streets in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he, he yeah, does a bit, yeah. They're all yeah. like, you call him. No, we'll call him. It'll tell him Tell him there's some sniper. Yeah, tell him that. And I, they just called, hey, hooker, uh, sniper. <laughs> Sweet dreams, says Romano. They know he's drunk, don't they? That's so they true. can get away with anything. So. That's true. Morning breaks. Each recruit has been partnered with an older officer that we've never seen before. <laughs> a call goes out and Officer Granger and his mentor answer it. A gang shooting at a store. Sirens are on. The cars speed to the scene. When they arrive, they find one dead body. Granger goes into the store and questions the owners. They tell them that it's gang members. The Purple Stallions. Purple Stallions? Apparently. All right. Doesn't okay. really... Fill you with fear, does it? No, they sound like they should be hanging out at a certain kind of bar. Yeah. The woman <laughs> says her grandfather had previously been killed by the gang. They ask where the cop's from, and he says the Bronx. They say, you came here to be a police officer? He replies, a lawyer. The woman says, we don't need more lawyers, we need cops. And he looks ashamed for wanting to be a lawyer. So they're still going with this. Yep, yep, yep. The woman continues to say, it used to be so safe here. But now, she goes on to say that one of them reached over for the register. The other one raised his gun. The old woman took her husband's gun and shot one of them. Granger bags a gun in what looks like a grocery brown paper bag. Yeah, he just picks it up as well. He does pick it up by the fingertips. Mm. <laughs> You're not impressed, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dick Tracy. <laughs> Everyone knows you pick up a gun with a pencil. Oh, okay, of course. Mm. Right. The older cop... That's how you pick up women too, right? With a pencil. <laughs> yeah. The older cop... Because co- you, you know what? There's plenty of lead in my pencil. Yeah. Yeah, that's creeped you out, hasn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> it's only because you like to use the rubber on the end. If he doesn't. Yeah. I'm not the, stupid. No. I'll... Don't look at me like that. The older cop comes in and says, they have to roll on another call. Granger hands over the gun in a brown paper bag. The old woman says, I know you cops do your best, but is it a losing battle? Granger says, he wouldn't do this job before it was a losing battle. If we work together, it'll get better. Then they just leave the star on the body. Yeah, they do, don't they? They just leave the body. Yeah. Oh, we've got another call. We need to go. With with the evidence of the gun in a brown yeah. paper bag shoved into the car somewhere. <laughs> this is why this town's so bad. Yeah, because the cops don't care. They don't, they don't care. They don't know what they're doing. No. So we cut to Hooker, who's in a squad car with Officer McNeil driving and Romano in the back. We learn that Romano was born in Philly. Oh, we actually get some backstory now. Yeah, it's starting now. Yeah, and Mercedes cuts in front of them, blowing a red light. They give chase. They pull the car over. All three get out. The guy jokingly says he gave it at the office. McNeil says, ha, huh, funny, and asks for the guy's license. Romano calls it in. Suddenly... A woman runs across the street yelling there's a man with a gun and on the rooftop is a man with a rifle. He's firing. Hooker, McNeil and Romano run across the street. Hooker orders Romano to take the fire escape and McNeil to cover him. And at the fire escape, Romano pulls it down but he, he something happens. It's like he's having a flashback or something. Uh, to Nam. Hooker takes the stirs. You'd think he'd be knackered by the time he got to the top, right? He's a, he's a very physical actor, though, William Shatner, isn't he? Not only is he a physical actor, Paul, he's very fast because he manages to get to the top of the building before Romano <laughs> and McNeil climb the fire escape. 
Then he leaps over a gap between the buildings and does a roll. Exactly, and he comes up with his gun drone. Going back to the uh, yeah. the little flashback that Romano yeah. sees, is he racist? Why? He's a Vietnamese soldier. Who, Romano? I don't think he is. No, 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 no. The, the guy in the tree is a oh, Vietnamese yeah, soldier. Yeah. So he's got a straw hat on, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in a tree. But then the music kind of does a little plinkety-plonk thing over the top of it. Well, it's to let us know he's not in the Bronx Zoo or something. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Vietnamese music. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, there yeah. is a more a more racist line about Vietnam later. Does it involve pajamas by any chance? It does. It does indeed. <laughs> <Okay. yes. laughs> it, so freeze, says Hooker, and Romano dives on the perp and wrestles him onto the floor. And for a moment, he goes a bit crazy. It does. He loses it. He does Hooker pulls Romano off? I mean, he. Oh, nice. Pulls him off. Yeah, stay in the uniform okay. though. Well, he's a hooker. Um, he pulls true. him off, yeah. and uh, Hooker is suspicious, but Romano insists that he's fine. No problems at all. No. He's oh. gone a bit loopy. Yes. Second. Yeah. Yeah. So later, our two robbers are having some chicken. Mm. And in burger. A fried chicken place. Well, it's burger heaven, actually. Burger heaven. Yes. Mm. Uh, they're discussing how they're thinking of robbing the place. I, I, I did kind of like the way that one of them kept moaning about how bad his chicken was and wishing that he'd had a burger in the first place yeah well you don't get chicken from a place called burger heaven it's not called chicken heaven clue was in the name really he says it's like steel belted radiator and then the other guy says try some salt i'm pretty sure that wouldn't help would it (laughs) he's like puts the salt on he goes oh my god this is delicious now (laughs) it's very tarantino-esque though isn't it oh i thought that yes when i was watching Mm. it yeah I, I guarantee you that Tarantino is a TJ Hooker fan. Yeah, probably. But yeah, well, he probably, I know for a fact he probably is because I know he's a huge Shatner fan. Yeah, yeah. But when these guys are talking, before they leave, one of them goes, I'm going to order burger and fries. You think, like, the chicken's crap. Why would you order mm. something else from the same place? But it's burger heaven. Ah, so he finally realized. Is that what you're saying? He's realized, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, uh, <laughs> it's, got, it's like burger heaven and then little letters underneath it, chicken hell. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't read that bit. No, you just see the big writing, right? Well, I mean, Travis is getting on. You know, his eyes That's are probably true, not yeah. working as well. You yeah. know, and he's, uh, you can't see over the top of his moustache. Right. Most of yeah. anyway. So back at Hooker's house, Fran is telling Hooker about how his son has a broken bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd refuse pain meds because, you know, it's what his dad would do. Well, yeah, but she says uh, he, he had to have a shot of something. And I bet Hooker's thinking, yeah, bourbon, right? Bourbon. <laughs> Give him a shot of bourbon. <laughs> and, when, and when she said no, he's like, yeah, pussy. Poor. Well, you know, he, he probably says the word pussy, doesn't he? You think so? I don't think so. You don't, you don't think the Hooker would say pussy? No. No. Sissy? Yes. Sissy? Yeah. Yeah. So she has a go at him about uh, not being around. I mean, she did divorce him. Yeah, and and he has a a job that is kind of busy, you know. Yeah, just, just... I can I can I can see the appeal of divorce. <laughs> can you? Can't you? <laughs> oh, I could just see the appeal full stop. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this is this too much like real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. <laughs> Hooker tells Fran about the uh, the sniper. 
and uh, about how he's worried about Romano. Mm-hmm. Shatner then goes into a full monologue about his time in Vietnam. Yeah, so what? It's it's Hooker that has a Vietnam nightmare now. Well, he's not having a nightmare, is he? Well, yeah, but he's obsessed with it. Like it worries him, and, and I thought it was Romano with the problems. Now everyone's worrying about Vietnam. I don't think he's obsessed with it. He probably misses it, knowing Hooker. Yeah, he's just oiling his M16 at night. I wonder where you were going with that, but I'm glad you said M16. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably missing the, the good old days in Vietnam, isn't he? Yeah. Where you could just blow people away, left, right, and center. And, you know. Absolutely, no judges there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Fra- Fran consoles him, and she then invites him to spend the night. Does she mean that she's going to, you know... I don't know, that's weird, right? Hmm. Well, what kind of mixed message does that send? A very mixed message. I mean, we've already seen that she's she's in a relationship with some other guy. Yeah, Harvey. Yeah, what's Harvey done to deserve that? I don't know. It's, it's odd. We'll just leave it there. Very odd. So later, Officer Brian is on patrol with McNeil and Country. Hmm. And um, they pull over for a, a, t- a toilet break. Because, oh, get, uh, can, I, can I do the joke they do? Oh, yeah, go for it. Go on. Where... Um, they were talking about uh, Hooker and how he was supposed to be. There's a, oh, there's like a sponsored run. The captain asked Hooker if he was going to go jogging, and Hooker said he gave up jogging because he kept spilling his drink. <laughs> For some reason, I thought of you. I've never jogged. No, because you spill your drink. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me. That's all right. Yeah. So they pull over for a toilet break, and Country um, notices a man nearby with the hood of his car up. Mm-hmm. Country goes over to, you know, be a nice police officer and help the guy. Unfortunately, the man is Wit, mm-hmm. who turns around and blows Country away point blank. Yeah. McNeil fires back, um, but Wit hits him too before jumping into his car and speeding away. Right. The officer Brian runs over to McNeil. Uh, he's okay, he's just he's just been hitting the shoulder, but country, not so much. Yeah, but you also missed the fact that the older guy shoots wildly across the street at all the traffic. <laughs> Did he? I didn't notice that. Yeah, he comes running out, sees what's going on, pulls his gun and opens fire, and when it cuts to the view, there's like different cars just driving around. <laughs> well, just they didn't like, have cars sh- in his day, did they? They're just you shooting know. at anybody. <laughs> he's wondering what they are, he's never seen cars move right, so fast. Right. Oh, Back in my day, you had to crank him. Where's the guy with the flag? <laughs> so uh, later, the rookies are all waiting at the hospital nervously to see what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. And Hooker arrives, all solemn and morose. He's got some bad news. Yeah. McNeil's okay. Oh, he's out of bourbon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> M- McNeil's okay. It's just a shoulder wound. Mm-hmm. But contrary... Didn't make it. You know what's happened? He's gone to the undiscovered country. Nice Star Trek reference there. Yeah. <clears throat> You've done your work, haven't you? I just made that up. Wow. It's not written anywhere. Made it up. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Wasted here, I am. Wasted. Yeah. No, you are. I am. I <laughs> will be. Yeah. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. This is why I have to go fast at the end of the podcast, because <clears throat> I know you're, you're losing the power of speech. Will to live. <laughs> yes. So Hooker is angry. About country making... <laughs> Sorry, I just wrote, read my line. Hooker is angry about country. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, he hates it. Gaff Brooks stuff. 
He's angry about country dying. Although, let's be honest, he's a country music fan. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. Oh, apparently, he's a Little Richard fan and a Beach Boys fan. Oh, yeah, because they turn up in some of the later episodes, right? Yeah, apparently he's uh, he's very good friends, actually, with Brian Wilson, isn't he? Because he gives him tickets in an episode. That's true, yeah. Mm. Who'd have thought it? Mm. Um, but he kind of blames country a little bit for making the mistake, and he also blames himself for not being a good teacher. Yeah. It's a good moment, this. It is, but this is the point where I, I felt like if you just figure that Hooker is drunk, this all works perfectly. <laughs> You mean he, he he doesn't really understand the consequences of anything that he's doing? Yeah, and he's just like, oh, yelling. He made a stupid mistake, and it's my job to keep you. I need another drink. See ya. <laughs> so then we see Lacey, who goes over to Jess, and she wants him to quit, but he won't. Right. So she goes out to the car park where Eric is waiting, and this is where we see David Hedison one more time. That's right. Hooker leaves at the same time, and he, he notices Lacey and Eric leaving together, and he doesn't look happy. No, he goes, hmm, like that. He, he does what? He goes, hmm, you know, he makes a hmm face. All right, okay. So later, Hooker's on patrol with uh, English, mm-hmm. who explains to Hooker that uh, being a cop is in his family. Then a call comes in. There's a... 2867 that happens a lot. In the show, right? So In the show, yeah. Maybe they really do play the music when the sirens come on. <laughs> but maybe all the cop cars do this. Like, you're you're walking around the street and then you suddenly hear the theme song of Kojak and a cop car comes along because that's the siren <laughs> that it has. And then you get cops who are not that good, so they get, like, lesser-known theme songs. So there's cops that are really embarrassed because they've got season three theme tune of Stasky and Hutch that nobody remembers that one. And there's better cops that have the original theme tune and they just flip it on when the sirens come on. So there's all this, I just think it's like that. That's an amazing way to look at it all. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm never going to watch Miami Vice the same. So do you think when Crockett's driving around by himself, being all mopey, that, and you hear Crockett's theme? Yes, that's, that's, a, that's his siren. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch the whole of Miami Vice again, though. Absolutely. And the whole uh, In the Air Tonight, when that's playing, that's actually coming out of the car. It's like people moving out of the way. I mean, you would if you heard that. (laughs) Yeah, why would you choose Phil Collins? Actually, there's nothing wrong with Phil Collins. No, you've you've got a new love for Phil Collins. I've completely flipped around on Phil Collins. You you flipped Phil Collins around. (laughs) He's only small, isn't he? That's true, you could do that. You could, yeah. Oddly, you look like him. That's weird. Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> Another one that I look like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we haven't touched that one for a while, have we? No. Hey? Nah, not going there. <laughs> anyway, so they have a so car. So there's a, there's a perp who's on the run. Mm-hmm. Hooker and uh, English pursue him on foot. Hooker and English split up. Hooker tells English that he needs to go around the back while uh, he heads him off into the alley. Right. Hooker moves forward. Mm-hmm. When the perp 
who apparently has been hiding behind a dumpster, pushes it into Hooker and sends him falling backwards. That'll work. Now, this, w- this is comical until you realise what comes later. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I'll get to in a second. So the perp raises his weapon, points it down at Hooker. English comes running around the corner and aims at the perp. Shoot, damn it, yells Hooker. But English freezes. The perp shoots Hooker and runs away down the alley and Hooker's laying there completely motionless. Oh, no. But Hooker gets up. Oh, he could take a bullet. Yeah, he's not that good. And he, he tells English to lower his gun. The perp comes walking back. It was all an exercise. Everyone apparently had blanks in their guns. This seems like a very dangerous training exercise. It does, and it, and it required a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> preamble up to it, didn't it, really? You know what? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, considering it's William Shatner, this is the kind of dangerous and ridiculous training exercise a certain other organisation would come up with, namely Starfleet. <laughs> No-win scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yes, yes. Do you like this bit? No, I think there's probably easier ways of finding out whether he could pull a gun or not. Surely if he's just an examiner, or well, not an examiner, an instructor, if he kind of suspected that he wasn't cut out for it anyway, he'd just fail him, wouldn't he? Yeah, you don't need to actually prove anything. You don't have to have to actually humiliate no. the guy. <laughs> you could just say you, you, you're caught, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Hooker tells English to uh, make quitting his choice before he has to fail him. Anyway. Yeah, he says, there's a lot of things you'd be better at than me. Yeah, like husband, father. <laughs> <laughs> Not drinking, though. No. no. No one's better than Hooker. No. So later, Romano and Kelly are taking a moonlit stroll. Is this on the grounds of the campus? Um, let's say yes, I don't know. Okay. And Romano basically explains why he wants to be a cop, because... He was only ever good at being a soldier. So why didn't he uh, stay as a soldier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what he got up to in Nam. Yeah, but I, I don't know if soldiers make great police officers, but that's just my opinion. No, I can see where you're going there. It's a totally different mindset, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or should be, anyway. At least for us, it is in the UK. Yeah. Us? Uh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot where you were then, didn't you? Always do. Mm. So Romana tries it on again uh, with got her. Got arrested butch. for that once. <laughs> do you tell. Oh, it's it's the last time I reenact mannequin in Sainsbury's. <laughs> Is that why you left? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Left, chased. <laughs> All the most of the same thing in the burning, end. Burning burning torches. Yeah. So Romano tries it on again, but uh, she turns him down to some um, comedy music. <laughs> yeah. First time we hear it. We hear it a lot in, with Romano over the course of uh, this series, though, don't we? It's, it's the equivalent of wah, wah, wah. It is, it is, it is. But she finally comes around cause, because he basically bludgeons her into submission, doesn't he? Because he won't let it uh, go. Yeah, d- d- not literally, though. No, he's, he's in full-on sex pest mode, yeah. though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she agrees to dinner. 
Just to keep him quiet, I think. Just to keep him quiet, yeah. Next day, Hooker is on patrol with Jess, who um, tells Hooker that he heard about English washing out. Yes. Yes. Jess. <laughs> what? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, no, he looks like yes, basically. Oh. Jess is worried about measuring up to Hooker. Aren't we all? I know, he's, he's got big boots. Big boot. I wonder where you were going with that. <laughs> Massive jugs. <laughs> well, he probably does. <laughs> Give him a few years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and he tells him that his wife, Lacey, is worried about him. Hooker keeps silent about seeing Lacey driving away with another man. He just yeah. gives him a look, doesn't he? Like, mm. Yeah, says, yeah, she don't give a shit, mate. She's banging the DA. Exactly. And it's the DA that's uh, causing him trouble as well. Yeah, she's banging the DA. The DA's banging me. (laughs) And I'm banging every (laughs) scum-sucking criminal out there. Hooker's off on one again. (laughs) Just imagine him. (laughs) He's one step away from selling his socks outside of a tube station, isn't he? He is, yeah. And a call comes in. They head off. So Hooker and Jess pull up, and there's a lady waiting for them outside of her house. Now, this lady, Mm -hmm. she's looking left and right the street waiting for the cop car. She -hmm. looks to the right. She clearly can see the cop car, but then she continues to pretend that she can't see the cop car. Do you know what that is? That's milking your pet. That's what that is. (laughs) I was going to call it bad acting, but it pretty much amounts to the same thing, really, doesn't it? Now, she thinks that there's a woman being beaten up in the house next door to her. Mm. So Hooker hates wife-beating calls, apparently. Oh, yeah. Too close to home for his liking. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so they knock on the door, and who answers? Wit. Wit answers. Uh, Looking quite surprised. Yeah, well, you would. You're a restaurant robber and murderer, and two cops turn up at your door. Can't argue with that, really, can you? No. Although you think you would live a quieter life, not draw attention to yourself. Well, I'd like to know is this is quite a nice, um, it's quite a nice suburb that that they seem to be living in, considering the fact that they've got no money. He's mm-hmm. a bank robber. Yep. Um, he doesn't have a job. Nope. How are they living in this house, in this neighbourhood? Maybe that's why he's with her. Maybe it's hers. Maybe it's like family. Handed down to her. She does say, the, the old lady does say that the house is a dirty white house. Right. Unless that's a racist thing. I don't think that's how it was meant. Maybe she was referring to the one the president's in. <laughs> Ooh, topical. Yeah. Do Who topical. was the president in 1982, Colin? Uh, Reagan? Yes, he was, wasn't he? Mm. Mm-hmm. Who said you couldn't pass that uh, citizenship thing that you... <laughs> Oh, he's not going there. No, no, quiet now. (laughs) So Hooker questions uh, Wit, but as he answers the questions, Wit keeps one hand on the gun that he's tucked behind his uh, trousers. As a police officer, wouldn't you be trained to, like, look at someone? Yeah, notice that there's always one hand behind his back. Well, in all fairness, as as you've um, pointed out, one of them is a recruit and the other one's drunk. Oh, yeah, so that's true. That's true. Yeah. So you're lucky if he notices anything, to be honest. Yeah. 
Okay, good point. So Wit refuses to let them in, but he allows his wife to come to the door to nervously reassure Hooker that everything's okay. Yeah, and they, they're, they're just like, oh, okay. Well, Hooker does give him a warning. Yeah. So All right. If we come here again... Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, no, just... Whoa. Well, yeah, I mean, Hooker was shooting. That's true. So they leave. Um, Hooker makes a crack about um, Wit having never paid taxes in his life. He does, yeah. He's not wrong. No, of course not. He's on the money there. Mm-hmm. Later, Hooker is having a picnic. Yes, a picnic yeah. in the park with his son and all the other recruits. This is a weird thing that feels just... They, they got to this point and they were like, how, how long have we got left? We just need to end it now. All right. Yeah, we've got 15 minutes. We need to tie this up, don't we? Yeah. And there's a scene where Hooker's son comes running to women. Hooker goes, that's my son. It's like he just realized it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that, that thing, that, 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 that little man thing. That's my son. Wow. I would, I, I would say to Hooker, don't get too attached because he's going to disappear at some point. That's why he doesn't know his name. Just calls him Son. Son. Maybe Son is his name. That's it, yeah. So Hooker tells them about his time in Vietnam uh, with the Green Berets, apparently. Yeah, no, him and John Wayne. Yeah. I could see they, them together. Get on, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Same cloth. Oh, Hooker and Brannigan. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can you imagine the testosterone hitting the screen there? Yeah, the, the, you'd have to film it in extra wide vision just to fit the egos on the screen. <laughs> and the toupees. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell the good guys from the bad guys. Everyone wore black pyjamas, apparently. Yeah. Pyjamas? Mm. Maybe everyone was just casual that day. Very tired. Yeah, they just got He got them up. He got them up. He did, yeah. early. They weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Like, come back in an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. It's fine, you see? Yeah. We've explained it. Nothing nothing racist about it. Well. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So Hooker tells Romano that Nam is in the past huh. for them both. And Romano says that, that he, he had some stuff, but it's over now. More than you can say for 80s cop shows, because they never stop talking about it this is true and i don't think he ever crops up again for romano does it yeah i don't know maybe they drop it <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they did yeah. <laughs> let's not look too closely at romano's time in uh, vietnam as yeah. a small child <laughs> <laughs> so uh, wit and his friend load the gun and they set out to do another stick up uh, <laughs> and wit says Let's go get some fried chicken. He hasn't learned from last time, has he? No, no. Go go get the burgers. Get the burger, yeah. Although chicken becomes a theme now in this episode, doesn't it? Oh, that's true. Everyone's eating chicken all of a sudden. There's a lot of chicken going on. Yeah. That explains why I was sitting there going, I'm kind of hungry. Fancy some chicken. I had chicken tonight. There you go. Yeah. So back in the park, the guys are all playing football. American football, just for our British listeners. Yeah. Uh, Lacey talks to Hooker, because apparently she's there. Some of the wives are there. Yeah, the wives are, yeah. Yeah. So he's gone on a picnic with the recruits, some of their wives, and his son. It's like 
you're at school and one of your teachers goes on a picnic with you and your girlfriends. Yeah, and brings it's, his it's, kid along. It's a weird, weird like, uh, shouldn't situation. You have, shouldn't you have some distance from them? Yeah, pretty much. And does does Fran know that he's bringing his son to uh, get-togethers with his cop buddies? Well, theoretically, you couldn't be in a safer place. Yeah, but it's Hooker. That's true. Mm. So Lacey talks to Hooker and she asks him point blank why he doesn't like her. Mm. She doesn't mess around. Hooker says, you really want to know? She says yes. And basically warns her to be more discreet in her extracurricular activities, doesn't he? Well, he actually says, if my husband carried a gun, I'd be more discreet. Did he just sanction shooting wives that cheat? (laughs) I think he pretty much did, yes. Okay. That's what I thought (laughs) happened. In Hooker's mind, that's all probably okay. Yeah, it's probable cause, right? Mm. Yeah. She tries to explain herself, but Hooker doesn't care. I mean, he just doesn't care. He he actually tells her he doesn't care. Which is fair enough. Why should he? Mm -hmm. He just wants to keep her husband alive on the streets. Mm. Lacey tells Hooker her thing with Eric is over. And um, they shake hands. Yeah, she calls a truce, and mm-hmm. then they have chicken. They get some chicken, don't they? Yeah. But they've run out of chicken. No, no. No more chicken. Do you think, do you think Hooker's been hitting that chicken pretty it's hard? Like, oh, no, 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 no one's watching. He's just going I mean, through. He's in his civvies at this point, and you know that course it's not on. Yeah, he's just going through the chicken. Yeah. So luckily, Lacey and another wife head off to the restaurant across the street for some more chicken, which apparently is that Burger Heaven place, isn't it? What a coincidence. I know, I know. It, all these all these little moments coming together, it's like a jigsaw. Oh, it's beautiful to see in action. It, it is, it is. Just as our two perps pull up, yeah. getting ready to rob the place. During the day, which they have never done before up to this point. <laughs> Changing the whole MO completely. Well, they're mixing it up a bit, aren't they? They don't want to get caught at the end of the day. So like, what's the what's the best thing you could do? Let's go and do it in the day. Yeah. They're not going to be looking for us during the day, are they? That's true. They didn't bank on the fact that the, there was a group of uh, police oh. <laughs> all having a picnic in the park across the road. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't. <laughs> Who could have seen that, though, Paul? Exactly, exactly. So as the women wander over, the perps head inside. Do you like how I'm referring to them as perps, by the way? You know, I, I was going to mention it the first time, and then the mm-hmm. second time you did it, I thought, eh, maybe I should. And then after that, I thought, no, let's see if he brings it up. You know me too well, don't you? Yeah. So back in the park, Hooker tells a story about delivering a baby when he was <laughs> when he was a rookie yeah, in the back of his squad car. This is why he's a police officer, right? Yeah. Do you, do you think this is a made-up story? Yeah, it never happened. I mean, he's a police officer, so he could shoot people. Exactly. He's not delivering babies, is he? No, no. That's that's woman's work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there's gunshots from across the street. The great chicken robbery is going down. <laughs> the great chicken robbery, not an average one. A great one. It's okay. a great one. Yeah. Right. Lacey and the rest of the customers are all being held at gunpoint by Wit and his, uh, his friend. And Wit threatens to take Lacey out for some late-night conversation. What are they going to talk about? I mean, I'm no expert, but Wit's not the most uh, conversationalist of people. 
I think he means rape. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's what he's what he's really saying. You know, Hooker and the recruits head to the cars. Well, apparently Hooker stores a small arsenal in his car, <laughs> doesn't he? It's like. Uh, you see in a Batman movie or in James Bond when Q pulls a thing and the, and all the shelves turn and they're all machine guns and stuff. That's in the trunk of his car. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he loads up a, a rather large three fifty seven Magnum, doesn't he, which he um, takes out of a display case. Yes, yes. He's, uh, <laughs> he's well loaded in that car. I mean, he carries one in his pants anyway all the time, so... Do you think though that he's been driving around for for like months with this three fifty seven case in the back of his car, just waiting for the right moment to 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 break it loose? And oh, I think he breaks it loose all the time. Oh, he's three fifty seven Magnum. Oh gosh, yeah, but it's in and out of that case like nobody's business. Oh yeah, he he doesn't care. Thing is though, he couldn't walk around at home with it stuffed down the front of his pants because I mean, at the end of the day, he's quite a short guy, isn't he? That's true. That's true. He'd be walking with yeah, a limp. The, the barrel would be, yeah, the barrel would be dragging along the floor, wouldn't it? Yeah. So the two perps leave the restaurant. Jess appears. He takes aim and he shouts, hold it! Then he just guns one of them down. Yeah, he does. He just shoots people. Wit manages to get to his car. Hooker takes aim, standing right in front of the car as it barrels towards him. He blasts his magnum into the windshield. He dives out of the way just in time as the car crashes into another car, flips over, and bursts into flames. It's an explosive ending, but it's not one of the most dramatic stunt sequences that appears in a TJ Hooker episode. No, there, there's a lot a lot bigger than this, isn't there? Yeah. My favourite one is still the one where he climbs on the biplane after it, take, it takes off, and then he points a gun at the pilot and tells the pilot to land. If I was the pilot, I'd be like, well, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Because then this plane's just going <laughs> to fall out of the sky and we all die. How is this going to work for you? Explain this to me, Mr. Hooker. Hooker's willing to die to, to take the bad guy down. Well, you better hope that the criminal isn't willing to die rather than serve time. <laughs> As you say, though, it works a lot better if you could think that he's drunk. See? Yeah, I'm telling you, that's how you watch this. Yeah. I'm going to have to go through the whole of TJ Hooker again. Yeah, um, and just assume that he's drunk. So Hooker runs over to the car, but uh, Wit is dead. Not a great loss to the world. Not really. Great loss to uh, moustaches everywhere, though. Ah, uh, yes, yes. McNeil runs over to see if Hooker's okay. Yeah, but for a moment I thought I was going to be a hood ornament, he says. You've got to say that Hooker looks so happy to have finally killed someone in this episode. He has been waiting the whole episode, right? Yeah, he's been itching. Yeah, and he, he failed he's to do to it. needed to scratch that itch for yeah, the whole he, episode. He failed to do it with the guy on top of the building, so... Mm-hmm. McNeil tells Hooker that Fran thinks that uh, Hooker is insane. Yeah, he replies. I always thought Saturday was overrated. What does it mean? I mean, he doesn't like a day off. <laughs> I can't believe you thought that he said that. I thought that's what he said. No. <laughs> I always thought Saturday was overrated. What did he actually say then? Sanity. Oh, is that what he said? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I 
Doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah, Saturdays are overrated. Sundays are the days for craziness. Mondays are for just mild aggression. Saturday. So anyway, <laughs> I thought that's what he said. No. So as the music swells, the camera pulls out and we fade to black. Mm-hmm. Finally, outside the academy. The runners are still going, by the way, in the background. Yep, still going, still chanting, still running. Hooker addresses the recruits. He tells them that it's time for on-the-job probation training. Well, not on-the-job. I don't mean, you know. No, I know what you mean. They're going to be paired up with a veteran officer and let loose on the streets. Oh, you forgot the bit where he talks about all their wives and girlfriends. He doesn't say husbands or boyfriends because there are women in these recruits. Yeah, he, he he doesn't see those. He's got <laughs> yeah. blinkers. He doesn't notice any of the women at all. Right, they're, just, they're just manly <laughs> recruits regardless. He doesn't see sex. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> you know what I mean. Hooker tells them that he's proud of them all and that they can go and hit the streets. But Romano, is, uh, he's a little bit downcast because he hasn't been assigned a, a veteran yet. Oh. Yeah, maybe yeah. the writers forgot about him because we did. <laughs> well, he's not done anything, has he? No. You mean they didn't tell you? You you got me, says Hooker. Let's hit the bricks. And at that point, Romano takes his badge off his uniform, throws it on the floor and walks away. You wouldn't be happy about uh, having Hooker, would you? No, I'd rather be in Vietnam. <laughs> Even if you're six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially. <laughs> And as everyone drives away from the precinct, we freeze frame. And that's the end of TJ Hooker. Wow. So, Colin, and I, I know what the answer to this is going to be, so I don't even know why I'm asking you, but um, what did you think of TJ Hooker? Well, it's a tough one for me. Up till this evening, I wasn't entirely sure how I felt about it. I have a huge problem with the politics of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure I like the character of TJ Hooker. I quite easily see an episode you know how later on romano starts coming up with these schemes i could quite see a scheme where hooker suddenly disappears and romano opens up a burger stall selling hooker burgers <laughs> yeah, yes i'm surprised they didn't do that to be yeah and, and nobody would arrest romano because they'd be like yeah well done mm-hmm. but there's something entertaining about it it gets better mm-hmm. than the pilot episode um, and uh, I, I, I like like the, the stunt work, the physical stunt work. We don't really see that much anymore these days. Mm-hmm. That's always fun to see. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is, is so bad sometimes, it's actually really good. It goes up and down, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, sweet scented sheets is a, it's, it's a horrible line, but it's a nice bit of alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Can't knock it for that. Um. It's it's entertaining, and I and and as I said, if you just assume that he's drunk, then it works really well as a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it a hit? Oh, it's. I don't think it's as much as a hit as you thought I was going to say. I'm surprised at where you're going with this. I have to say. Yeah, it's a hit. It's a silly show, and as long as you don't take it too seriously, it's fine. So yeah, it's a hit. Well, I think that you need you need to watch this show with '80s blinkers on, don't you? Yeah, and I. I you're a um, huge I'm, William Shatner fan. You're a much bigger Shatner fan than I am. 
Yeah, exactly. I was going to. I was going to say that. I, I, you can put William Shatner in anything, and I'll watch it. Exactly. Um, Whereas for me, I have never seen Boston Legal because I'm not interested in the show and don't care even if it's William Shatner. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. And and in T.J. Hooker, William Shatner is is like he always is. He's both fantastic and terrible at the same time. Yeah, sometimes in the same scene. Exactly. Yeah. But he suits it perfectly, doesn't he? The yeah. role. You, you couldn't imagine anyone else playing T.J. Hooker than William Shatner in the same way that Chris Pine is not Captain Kirk. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know the show's ridiculous. I know it's got some of the most 80s cop show moments that you'll probably ever see. But right from the theme tune, I'm happy. As soon as that theme tune starts, I'm happy. Mm. Um, it's got some good action, like you said, and the... I do think that Hooker and Romano work very well together. The two actors do work very well together. You don't yeah. see it much in this, but you see it later in the show. Yeah, it's almost like the pilot episode is not really a good episode to judge the show on because it's not the same as the series. Exactly, yeah. But I still think there's enough in this pilot that would make me come back next week if this was a new show. Yeah. In later episodes, as you say, we get Heather Locklear and we get James Darren as uh, Sheridan and Corrigan. I've always enjoyed it. And I still enjoy it today. It's a hit. It's a hit for me. Um, it's not really ever really a question. You knew I was going to say it was a hit. I know. <laughs> it's a hit. In our next episode, we'll be taking a look at Timothy Dalton's debut as James Bond in The Living Daylight. But if you'd like to suggest a TV or film, then email us at retrospection at email.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at Retrospecky, and on Instagram at Retrospection Podcast, all one word. And please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen. You can also hear the themes and songs from the films and shows we review at our Spotify playlist. And finally, if you'd like to support our old episodes and help new ones coming along, then you can lower our server costs by supporting us via patreon.com slash retrospection. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters who make sure another month goes by that Paul doesn't have to take up that second job as a professional paper towel sniffer, furiously making sure that your paper towels are lightly fragranced to the right amount. Although, let's face it, Paul would sniff towels for free if he could. And he does. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.